All right. Well, yeah. this is it. Are we on? We're on. We're, We're live. On. We are live. Yeah. Welcome to uh, episode three. Yeah. Season Topic two. two yeah. I guess yeah. because yeah. Uh, episode one was our intro. Episode yeah. two talked about love, and so episode three, joy. Amen. Oh, joy. I think it feel like in the world we live in today, in the experiences that we're experiencing, in the news we're getting right now about schools and businesses and churches and just life being so isolated, joy is such a good topic to talk about. Yeah. Um, and really maybe defining what joy is and is not, um, what I think the world, how the world might feel and think and sense joy is and what then the Bible talks about what joy is is maybe our own experiences with joy and the struggle with experiencing or living out of joy and those kinds of things. I think that's some of the things we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I know um, personally just getting ready for this topic, kind of chewing over that idea of like, what is joy? Like, have I experienced joy yeah. or um, have I experienced just levels of happiness that I mm. call joy? Yeah. You know, so I like trying to like, put my finger on what is joy exactly yeah um i don't know i still don't know if i have an answer maybe i will at the end of this but <laughs> <laughs> as we keep trying to figure it out and i yeah. think it's going to be important that we do get it because like i think so often we forget that the enemy we have an enemy you know we have not only have our flesh we have the yeah. world around us which jesus talks about both of those things the new, it's all throughout the new testament as well as talking about an enemy and we see that very realized in jesus's life as he goes to battle with satan himself um, but also it's talked about in the New Testament throughout it as well. Um, and it, one of the jobs that the enemy does is that he likes to take things and make them look like godly things or things yeah. that are righteous or things that are right. And so certain feelings. And so the word that I've heard is counterfeit. So there's, yeah. I believe what I would call counterfeit joy mm-hmm. um, that we experience that may not be the full fruit of what we're talking about in the spirit um, of joy. Um, and they can be manufactured. It can be, uh, it feels right in the moment, but it's fleeting. Mm. Um, and so we, I love, I'm, get, I'm really excited to talk through this opportunity to really look at what is this fulfillment when he says this joy of the Lord will be your strength. What, what are we talking about in yeah. that, in the midst of depression and struggling with these things? Yeah. Cause I remember being a kid and teenager particularly, um, and what teenager doesn't deal with depression. Right. And I remember the comment that the, the, the answer was, well, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Therefore, then how you look and how you're presenting yourself should be different. Because mm. if you're really holding fast to the joy of the Lord, your your countenance should be different. Mm. And I'm, I'm rubbing up after I'm 38 years old now, um, three kids. I, I think that that's not really the case. No, that, that I would Your agree countenance doesn't always determine what's going on within your own heart, within your soul and what God is working on in your own soul. And I think that's what's so hard about, you know, kind of trying to um, define joy or at least what joy looks like mm. um, because we have so kind of just um, tied joy to the external yeah. Like we've tied it to an external expression mm. and not an internal condition. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think as I've kind of been prepping for this, I've come to this realization or um, understanding that joy is is not necessarily sometimes it does manifest as an external like condition. Oh, yeah. 
um, but it's or an external expression, mm-hmm. um, but it really is more of an internal condition. And so, how can we have joy in the midst of like uh, James one mm. two through four says, "Count it all joy, my brothers mm. and sisters, yeah. when you face trials of various kinds." And so, I think one thing that's interesting is uh, as we talk about joy, especially as Scripture talks about joy, it's usually tied to some kind of adversity or um, persecution or, um, you know, sorrow, those kind of things. Like there's, there's, it's not tied to count it joy because your life is going well. Yeah. It joy is usually tied to circumstances that are less than ideal. And I think that's really an interesting, you know, way that, um, because it's, it, again, contrast, like our last season, right? Yeah. It contrasts with uh, what we would expect. Right. You know? Well, and I love that because, like, you're nailing it right on the head. I When I was studying through the book of John just recently, mm-hmm. um, Jesus talks about, and I was just looking for it. That's why I was listening to you and looking for the scripture. And I don't know why I can't find it right now, but as soon as I find it, I'll read it to you. It's either John 13, 14, or 15. It's, it's one of these other. 15, I think 11. Oh, guaranteed. you found it already. John 15, 11. I don't know if that's the it one. It probably you're is because exactly what I'm looking for. Let me see here. It is. Um, uh, n- no, it's these not. these things to you that my joy may be in you and your joy will be complete. John, is that John 15? Yeah, and your joy will overflow. Now, it's that's beautiful, but that's not the one I'm talking oh, about. Okay, fine. I see how it is. Uh, and it's, it, well, <laughs> no, it, it's tying in. This is literally so in the same. So Jesus is giving his disciples a sermon in their greatest time of need. Yeah. And yeah. that's what this is. It's a one-night sermon, and it's four chapters long. And in these chapters, he talks about joy constantly and the overflow of joy, the scripture that you just read. Um, and there's a part in here where he talks about that the struggle that they're going to be going through is like childbirth. And he equates the joy oh that's right like childbirth and and for me so i in studying and looking and realizing this and it really equates to what you were talking about that this overflow of joy comes not in spite or despite the suffering but it's after that we can look back and go oh look at mm. god's hand that was in that and that it's equated to like childbirth that you went through this pain and think about childbirth. Well, you just went through that a few months ago, and I've gone well, through it three times. I didn't. Yeah, but you got to watch <laughs> it, and you it, saw yes. the pain. Yes. You saw the blood. You saw the tears. You saw the poop. Like, you saw all of it, like, just blah, and there it is. But all of it is mm. washed away when you hold that child. And, yeah. And that this life that we're in, that God is, that we're talking about, and we see it all throughout Scripture, is that this joy is is, is looking forward to. We're living in the pains of that life now. Yeah. And we experience the moments, you know, even in those moments of reprieve of in between the, the pain of when the contractions would come, you'd see this like a, a resting and getting ready. And there was a, a looking forward, anticipating this joy to push through this next yeah. season of pain that even in the suffering we can experience that joy. And so I, I said, 16, 16, is where it starts. 16, 16. Yeah, so you found it for me. Thank you. That's why we're a team. We're trying team. to figure it out. Um, and so it, 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 the work of the spirit, this new joy, um, sadness will be turned into joy, right? In a little mm-hmm. while you won't see me anymore, but a little after that you see me again and they're freaking out. Um, 21 is where he talks. About yeah. And it. it's, it'll be like a woman suffering the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives away to joy because mm. she has brought a new baby into the world. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice and no one can rob you of that joy. And this is that joy that we're talking about. It's one that's, it's, it's not fleeting. It's, it's just this, 
I almost want to think of it like this. Like we're just, we're doing a bunch of music recording, which is really fun. And yeah. so I've been listening to all this stuff and what really drives a song, Marcus was just doing a new song, is this kind of, he has this bass note that was playing throughout the entire song. Uh-huh. And I think what we're talking about is this joy is like that bass note of our life mm. that the spirit wants to produce that in the midst of the ups and downs and everything that's going on, that there's this promise of this overflow of joy. I mean, think of that word, overflow, overflow. of joy yeah. that will come after and so I, I said this is that the joy is not something we pursue, but rather the byproduct of that pursuit. Mm. And the, in the midst of the ups and downs, and so I, I actually went back to like the book of Ecclesiastes. If you think about it, right, life is but a vapor. Yeah, you know, and the, the, oh, let's pursue life at this moment. And I never understood Ecclesiastes because it's not. I don't when I read it, and it's in the if you look through the Hebrew scriptures, mm-hmm. it's it's considered a proverb. So it's in Proverbs yeah. and it's considered one of the Proverbs. When I read it, I was like, where's the wisdom in this? Because he says one thing and then he says the next thing. And then he says the other thing, talking about the pendulums and this contrast. Yeah. We're going back and forth and all of it is just fleeting. It's meaningless. So don't work. you know. And then the next thing is like, well, you actually want to work. And like, there's this back and forth. I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? And he's trying to get it back to when you live your life the way you think you should and it doesn't work out. Because mm-hmm. that's life. Yeah. Where's the base note in your life? Because yeah. ultimately God's in complete control. And do you trust him with all of it? And in Good. that place, in that foundation, you will find this joy. So those are just a few just random thoughts that I had and just thinking through this in my own life. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I don't know. I, I kind of want to hit this idea of like happiness versus joy. Okay. Let's because do that. Because I, I think it's so easy to... Um, there's a lot of overlap in the two kind yeah. of in how we think about it. Yeah. And like, I think if we were to think about a meter, there's mm-hmm. like a happiness meter. And then if you go far enough on that happiness mm-hmm. meter, you redline into joy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like think that's about like the a tachometer. The, is that the way the world the, yeah, looks Yeah, kind of it? like, a, yeah, like totally. a worldly perspective uh-huh. of like, you can have this level of happiness. Yep. And once you reach past that level yeah. and you start to, I, I mean, you could call it like redlining totally. into joy. Yep. Then... But I think that's like an exuberant, there's like this, you know, the joy of your Lord is your strength. So I should just be running around laughing and giggling and being crazy and giddy and those kind of things. And um, happiness is rooted in external circumstances. Mm -hmm. It's, It's rooted in circumstances. So I can be happy when I get a random check in the mail from an overage in the mortgage or whatever, or like I can be happy when, right. You get, uh, I don't know, just circumstances. I can think of circumstances that would make me happy. You go out motorcycle riding. There's a, that that day just worked out really nicely, you know, and you're like, ah, it felt great. And I'm having some good time date night, maybe with the wife, you know, or hanging out with the kids. And there's this joy that you have, I mean, happiness that you experience in that, in the moment. And I can even think of things that aren't even healthy that I can find happiness. I hate to say it, but like I'll binge watch new Netflix show, like four hours. I'm like, I'm feeling happy. And then afterwards, I'm like, (laughs) and it's hitting that red line. Maybe it's in that certain yeah. No, well, no, I mean, I we it. live in a culture that convinces us that um, in our pursuit of happiness, we'll find satisfaction. Mm. And, you know, there's this song by uh, Bright Eyes, and uh, one, he's one of the best lyricists ever. And uh, he says, my mind races with my longings, but can't keep up with what I've got. Mm. And you think about how we live in this culture that's selling us 
happiness. And I'm not against consumerism. I, I like my things and, mm -hmm. you know, like I work hard and I like to buy things and have things. And, but like when things bring us, when we put our, our, our pursuit of joy or happiness, and mm -hmm. I think from a world perspective, we're linking the two. My pursuit of joy is, can I get enough things that make me happy enough to push me into joy? Sure. And conversely, as you're talking about, I'm thinking of the movie um, National Lampoon's Christmas. Uh huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> he has these high expectations of yes. what he thinks will make him happy, and none of it is working out. Yeah. And even in the midst of when he's watching the old videos, because he's stuck up in the attic yes. space. Oh my gosh! It'll and he's like, he's finding this joy <laughs> in the most simple those. thing here. Because I know people will swing the pendulum, and then oh, you just get rid of all that stuff, consumerism. Right, that's the other and side. And you swing it to the other side, and in the midst of him finding that joy, then the ladder falls and he crashes. But yeah. even in that place, he a momentary feat of happiness, mm. but it wasn't true joy, right? Because it was looking back at some old memories that he had yeah. based on where he thought his expectations would be in that moment and they weren't working out. Yeah. So it seems to me that happiness and joy, if we were to draw a line, being happy, uh, and I think you can find satisfaction in either. Totally. But I think happiness is a shadow of, of joy or satisfaction in happiness is a shadow it's a copy it's like a dim copy yeah of the tr of true satisfaction in true joy yeah um and so it's the counterfeit joy it's counterfeit joy yeah. joy is rooted in internal convictions mm. especially convictions of faith and reward and as we're talking from a christian perspective mm. i think the fullest i think everyone has the capacity for joy mm -hmm. in things that are uh, built in us hmm. that are more eternal or, or more uh, intangible. Hmm. Um, so the, the joy that we have from um, family and from like from to get from unity and from like like things that are that God has built in us mm -hmm. that I think um, sometimes we hijack is a culture and we say, oh, well, these are our things just from a humanistic standpoint. Mm. This is what we need as humans. And it's like, yeah, but that's because we're made in God's image mm. to function this way. Mm. Uh, so we have the capacity for them, but I think the fullness of that is found in, um, in faith in Jesus. Yeah. And out of that faith, then I think because we can look to, if we're looking at Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, mm -hmm as a model for um, overflow of joy for overflow of joy. Right. I mean, you think about if it's not conditional, I can think of one very bad condition, which would be being executed on a cross. Yeah. Would like suck the happiness right out of me you think? for sure. <laughs> but you think about in Hebrews when it says Hebrews 12, one and two, I'll give the, um, the verse while I find it. Hebrews 12, one and two. I gotta pull it up here real quick because I have it from like loose memory, but it's like I don't want to. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So that's kind of our our piece. Yeah, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, mm -hmm. despising its shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of yeah. God. And so you think about like joy was the joy that was set before Jesus was the his motivating factor yep. 
to endure the cross. So in Jesus's pursuit wasn't just joy. His pursuit was glory to the Father, was, obedience to the Father. Mm-hmm. And in that way, and in that walking in through the suffering that he experienced, mm-hmm. he therefore then knows, and the promise will be, he'll have experienced joy and that he's going to give that joy away, which is even and in that like, think of that, the self-sacrifice that he's going to the cross to give yeah. up his life for us. And he's like, nah, I'm going to also give it to those, us, his disciples, those who say, I believe. Mm. I mean, that's so powerful. Then, therefore, then our in turn is go back to that, is that we run this race, forgetting what lies behind. Because it is suffering. It is hard. We have to look mm. at our lives honestly and openly and go, okay, what are areas of my pursuing happiness and not trusting the Lord to bring joy? And part of that then is like, then do I walk and get, I mean, I look at my credit card bill. How many things have I bought to try and bring that happiness? How many yeah. things have I done to try and bring about that happiness? How many things have I, you know, and not feeling oppressed by those things or depressed and going, oh, you know, but honestly looking at it and going, okay, Lord, what's next for me? And yeah. this is where I think this, the picture that he's giving, because this is called the fruit of the spirit, right? Yeah. So love, joy, peace, patience, all these are all fruit of the spirit. And I love the analogy that Paul is giving there. And he talks about Christians living three different types of lives. And this one, he talks about an athlete here, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Another one he does that is like being a farmer, mm-hmm. right? And if, and, and so I, I think what we fail to do as Christians in so many ways, and I don't know if I'm going to say this in general terms, but I'm going to say this more specifically for me. Um, and I keep getting pushed back for some reason about living out my faith in this way, but I'm just going to keep doing it because those naysayers can just, because I think it's funny because I keep bringing it, this conversations back to kind of where I'm at, but uh-huh. like, I don't know why I keep feeling like I should. Does that make sense? And just kind of, I think people mm-hmm. come, I don't know why I shouldn't even be talking about this. Sorry. Um, well, I mean, but yeah. I, when I, and what I'm getting at is that the, the most important part here, I think we have the seed of truth, which is in that we have the, if this is the fruit, mm-hmm. think about all the things that go into producing fruit. Yes. The sunlight, the energy, the soil, there's the seed of truth mm-hmm. that's planted within the heart of our souls, mm-hmm. as the Bible talks about. And then Jesus says, as we abide in him as mm-hmm the branches that on our branches that this fruit will be produced. And that there's this give and take in not give and take. There's this partnership in our walk, this race that we're running and that Christ did it. And we're to follow in that same example. Mm-hmm. And it's not avoiding the pain. Cause I want to, it's not avoiding the work of t- tending the soil, pulling away the distractions of the thing that the fruit that God wants to produce in our life. And, but I believe it starts in the seed of repentance. Mm. So when we look in our lives, we look at all the ways we pursuing what you're talking about, these counterfeit joys and being honest about those things in our lives that distract us from the real joy of trusting God through the pain, through the suffering, mm-hmm. through the sacrifice of the giving of ourselves. If we're even practicing those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that then that will produce, as we work towards growing and practicing these things, like an athlete, like he talks about, see mm-hmm. this fruit of joy produced in our lives that overflows. Yeah. Um, and it will be, and I, again, I, I, I keep thinking like I, it is, it, there are moments of satisfaction and feelings that will feel of, um, happiness. God wants yeah. us to feel happy. Oh, so absolutely. We're not self-flagellating. Flagellating. I don't know how to say that word, but like, if you feel happy, don't feel guilty about that. Right. It's the why, and you have to go back yeah. to that. You know, I just remember we just took. Ella if you to, feel empty because all you're pursuing is that happiness, that's and c- and the church system, unfortunately, um, 
can lean into or, or maybe hasn't done a good job of discipling uh, believers in their pursuit of joy. Yeah, and that's good. And they allow us to, um, not they, I mean, just, but we, circumstantially, we, we allow ourselves to convince ourselves of things of the world within the church system, mm. and we replace it. It's like the Dove Awards of, ha- of joy in the world. We've yeah. just Christianized happiness mm-hmm. and call it joy, and we say, oh, it's if you get to serve this way or do this or be this yeah. or reach this level within Christendom mm-hmm. that, um, that then you'll experience joy. Yeah. And there's still an under, it's still missing the mark totally in terms of, um, the depth of, uh, abiding in Jesus. I love that you kind of talked about that and I'm going to just take it real quick. And then I want to hear about Ella. Um, um, because in when he talks about when Jesus talks about I am the true vine in John 15 and mm-hmm. abiding, mm-hmm. Um, abide in me, and he talks about bearing fruit, and then at the end of what he's talking about, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. So there's this like, you know, we talk about works and and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and it's not, it, it's uh, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love, and then Jesus says these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, mm-hmm. think about Jesus, the joy that Jesus experiences between him and the Father. Yeah. And it is not a uh, forgiveness, a, a merciful, uh, because those are the things that we need from God as broken humans. Yeah. But the joy that Jesus experiences from the Father is perfect unity and love and adoration and, you know, like for each other. And to think that because of his work on the cross— that's the joy that God offers to us. Yeah. It's not this like, oh, I feel I feel bad about who I've been, but God made me better. So like, mm. you know, I'm I'm under His thumb, and I must experience mm-hmm. joy. It's the fullness of of the unity between the Father and the Son yeah. that Jesus wants us to experience. And I think that's why He says that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Yeah. Wow. You know. So, yeah. uh, just a really cool idea that that joy needs to be rooted in faith in Jesus. I think mm-hmm. true joy needs to be rooted in that faith in Jesus. Yeah. And joy in Jesus, despite our circumstances, displays the glory of God. Amen. Yeah, it's so good. You know. And that's and I mean basically what I because you're you I love how we're tracking. <laughs> um in that just like and it, looking at the wake of who wake of our past and mm-hmm. decisions we've done and who we are now a lot of times goes back to the why of that pursuit of that joy or the or the or the blessings or the uh, the happiness those types of things mm-hmm. um and be able to be honest of within those things to really define that if so for example like i was with ella we went to vegas mm-hmm. um and 10 o'clock at night walking down the strip um it was for a 12 year old is um, an interesting experience. <laughs> and, you know, and she's like, well, dad, what, you know, wh- why? And I, you know, it go back to the rev meter of people trying to pursue happiness yeah. is that we're in basically like the place that would be like to the nth degree of people trying to pursue what they think is happiness. And yes. you have that yes. nth, and you have then Christian Christendom or Christianity looking, going, Oh, that's so bad. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, but at the same time, what you were talking about, and I love it how you swing the pendulum to the other side of things, the self-righteous pursuit of this 
facade of joy that yes. we've determined as here's what we say it actually is. And it's peace in your home and it's a life without um, chaos or, you know, these kind of picturesque Instagrammable like moments where you're reading yeah. your Bible and, 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 you know, in front of the ocean, it's like, what? I, come on. Like it's I, circumstantial still. Exactly. It's and so, still circumstantial. And they're both sin, to be honest. Yeah. They really both are, is that they're, we're pursuing the same thing. We just put a different little picture and, you know, right. uh, because one is like a moralized version moralized of version it, it. Yeah, exactly. Versus an immoral version. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's still the pursuit of mm-hmm. something other than right. Christ. Yeah. And, and so when Paul says, yeah. I count it all joy, right. Mm-hmm. To give up, like he literally gave up and he's losing these things. Mm. Um, in that, are we looking at things that we've done in our life that in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the struggling, in the midst of this quote unquote, like the child birthing process that Jesus of life that Jesus is talking about, where can I find joy when I'm sitting there at the kitchen table and the kids get up crying and screaming because they had a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a, a leg, the leg cramp that's oh, so yeah. major. And I'm trying to read my Bible, right? And have this picturesque moment with Jesus. But all of a sudden that joy isn't settled there that mm. when I go to deal with my kid, I'm uh, frustrated or mm. disappointed or host- even maybe angry or hostile. Mm. Um, rare in that case, but just like annoyed. That's a good yeah. word. Like I'm totally annoyed. Like I'm trying to have this peaceful time with Jesus and enjoy the joy of the Lord to make it my strength. And I walk out to serve my kid and it's mm. just this yuckiness that's there. Yeah. That's really, then that pursuit was about me. Yeah. And it, and that's and showing though be able to look at that and go oh the pursuit of what should be just Jesus and then when the moment mm. comes for me to then go serve or live self sacrificially like Jesus said as I pursue this cross bearing taking up your cross every day am I therefore able to look and go you know what that mm. moment where can I be humble enough to go ooh I need to repent. Because my joy is not found in the cross and in the suffering. My joy is found in these experiences Mm. with God on the mountaintops or in these quiet moments or whatever those things are. And God wants to show himself real to us in the struggles, in the hardships, and the difficulties, as well as when we have times of peace in those moments. Those are great. And those are important that we hold on to those, but that's not the norm. And that's, I don't, and when I see Jesus constantly talking about, even Paul, it's like when I'm in prison. I count it all. I'm, I'm content. Yeah. And I, I think another word wow. for content is joy, you know, and it's, he's suffering because of the sake of the gospel and the yeah. work of Christ. How often do we experience suffering because of the work of the gospel mm. externally in our lives, not just an internal piece that's happening, yeah. you know, or in, in, in an internal way. And so I think um, uh, um, I, really looking at... Um, oh, I, your note here is this, the joy is not the absence of suffering. It is the hope in the closeness with Jesus that suffering produces. Yes. I totally stole your line here. Um, I probably shouldn't have done that, so I apologize. No, but that's it, fine. You, I, it you literally credited was, me. I, you know what? I have the majority of what I wrote was in response to reading a lot of like John Piper's writing. Mm-hmm. So uh, if anything sounds familiar to how he would phrase things, uh, it, not that I would take, well, I did quote some things here, but like word for word. Um, but when I read someone, then I kind of start to think in the way that they, uh, yeah. um, express themselves too. Totally. Like I start to align well, it helps that put words to our feelings. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, that, but I just love that idea. Joy is not the absence of suffering, right? It is the hope in the closeness with Jesus that suffering produces. And so I think there's this, 
joy is this idea of um, it's intangible. Um, it seems like it's, it's intangible. It's attainable, but not tangible because you don't really point to joy as a condition of the environment. It's a condition of the heart. Mm. So um, when we kind of reframe what is joy to not be the circumstances around us, either that we can create or that are happening to us, um, which is kind of what I, when you were kind of talking about this pursuit of in either place, right? Either Vegas or church, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, this pursuit of creating circumstances that we are happy in. Yeah. I think a lot of times that we, we mistake that for joy. Yeah. But joy being this kind of steady, like you said, that bass note, it's this steady, quiet, underlying, um, security and the hope that we have in Jesus and in what he's going to yeah. do. It's joy is joy is rooted in, in a future promise. Yeah. You know, it's, it's this idea that it's rooted in what is waiting ahead for us mm -hmm. and what's going to be produced in us, in our character and those kind of things. Yeah. When, when we hold fast to, um, to the, to the promise that we have mm -hmm. in the midst of a world that we can't control yeah. and in circumstances that are out of our control, how yeah. do we hold fast to what we, to what we know um, and to what we hope for? Yeah. And I think in that, then we learn how to experience joy and not just how to experience it, but then how that is, you know, talking about vibes. Cause mm -hmm. I think ultimately where I want to land this is not, how do we experience joy in our lives? So mm. I think that's a, an important component of the topic because if we don't get that, then we're not going to be able to do the second piece, which is how do we then bring a vibe of joy into circumstances so that so that God may be glorified in and, that? In a real sense, too, of the yes. word. Not like I'm going to put my face on and enter in. Right. Right. And, and it's I not think, like showing up to a funeral and just smiling and laughing. Yeah, and you know, like, and I think you know. that being able to, yeah, and that's, what, what are some thoughts on that? Because I think the byproduct of it has to be honest, you know, and I think if the pursuit of mm. faith, pursuit of this repentance, like, man, this behavior wasn't, you know, that way. The vibe, like the example I was giving, like I had a vibe going, reading my Bible in the peace and the quiet, yeah. and the kid starts screaming, that vibe is gone. Was yeah. it really there? Mm. Like in that base note sense, you know, yeah. and, that settle, and I'm practicing it. I'm practicing it. And that vibe of being in this peaceful environment, I want to carry and the joy I want to carry yeah. everywhere I go. And when I don't, it's not that I justify it or make excuses for it. I look and go, okay, those areas were rooted in selfishness or, um, or fear or insecurities or whatever those things were rooted in and then mm -hmm. repent and ask the Lord, okay, Lord, I want you to fill it with your spirit and I want to live a life of the spirit. Like he talks about like a warrior or an athlete mm -hmm. or a farmer and pursuing and partnering with the Holy Spirit to see this life change, the character move and this new life begin to overflow mm -hmm. and this joy that would overflow. Um, Man, I think <sighs> even though we're talking about each topic, yeah, they're not isolated, and I think we need to keep that in mind. And can we say we're it's both and in all of these? The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Oh yeah, goodness. It, they're not isolated. They're totally interwoven together. And yeah. So you're talking about like trying to carry joy into that situation, but really, I think 
it's this the looking toward the joy um, maybe is like an underlying branch mm-hmm. of well then I'm going to enter this with self control mm. I'm going to enter this with gentleness yeah I'm going to enter this with kindness they're I mean yeah. they're just we're talking about these things uh, week to week. Mm-hmm. But they're not isolated. Every single one of these is so interwoven yeah. and, and builds and is connected on the other mm-hmm. that um, I think that's why it's not, you know, the fruits of the spirit. Right. It's not like individual no. things. So that it we is, could be justified. Is, like, I'm really good at that one, but right. nothing else. And I mean, it's easier to kind of segment and kind of go, okay, this is what I want to work on. Yeah. But it's hard to work on one thing and not see the other thing manifest as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Totally. And so, um, so they're, I, I think they're all bound together and they're, they're one, it's a, it's like a cake, right? And we can talk about all of the, we're talking about the individual ingredients. Yeah. This is why I love this butter. This is why we should use these kind of eggs. This is why yeah. this flour is good or yeah. whatever. And we're talking about each one, but you don't really have a cake until you've taken them yeah. and mixed them together and you have batter and then you, you yeah. know, the same way we're, we've isolated these fruits right? These different kind of, uh, manifestations of what the spirit wants to do in our lives. Yeah. But when we practice them, we're walking forward. Uh, it's hard not to do one without including the others. Yeah. And I think like, and that's, I guess where the struggle comes in and this is just where I'm sitting. Cause what you said is like this byproduct in our vibes that we put out, yeah. are we allowed as Christians? And I, th- yeah, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to pose it and see I want what it, you think. Uh, yeah. Um, to practice these individual fruits. Totally. Fruit. In that, um, when I, the example of getting up and the joy, that, f- that feeling that I had, um, it dissipates and go to work with my kids or whatever. And yeah. that's not always the case. You know, it's just yeah. not always the case. But looking to think, okay, this week or this month or this year, whatever it is, I want to practice what it would mean to have, to, to, to hold fast to Christ, but see this joy made going, I guess I'm trying to get out, like, what would that look like? This pursuit of joy, yeah. because again, we're not pursuing joy, but it's the, the overflow of joy because we find it in Christ alone. Yeah. What, what does that pursuit look like? like it's gritty. Okay. I think, I think joy is gritty mm. and it's like dirt under its fingernails and Ooh, it's like got like, it's, 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 uh, again, to quote Piper, um, it sings, you know, it sings, uh, what does he say? Like, like happy songs with tears in its eyes. Like I think Oof. about like, I, like it sings the truth. Mm. And you think about singing, mm-hmm. like I whistle a lot and I tend to be in like, a just I'm usually pretty chipper and, and you know, walk around the store or whatever. And I'm, I'm especially behind my mask and I'm just whistling and like, just, you know, I'm because it's kind of an overflow. I, I feel yeah. like it puts me like I'm in a good state or whatever. And uh, so singing is very much a response to, an overflow of joy. I think sometimes okay. like you think about camp experiences and some of those things mm-hmm. and kids just mm-hmm. busting into, into worship songs. Like yeah. they're like hanging out at night and all of a sudden they're just like singing oceans and mm-hmm. you're like, what's going on here? Um, I think that, that singing is very much or making music is a natural reaction to the overflow of joy that we experience. Yeah. Um, and, um, the grit that I'm talking about with this joy is to choose to sing songs out of our joy in the midst of suffering. Mm. And so I think about, um, you know, when my youth pastor passed away and we were at his funeral and I 
didn't want to sing because it hurt so bad to that he was gone. But I chose, I remember this is like the most worshipful moment of my life because I remember choosing despite how frustrated and hurt and upset and mourning and all those things that I was experiencing and working out with God, that it was like in this moment, I'm going to choose to rest and lean into the joy Mm. of the future of the promise that we have in Christ, even though the circumstances are the opposite of that. Mm. So sometimes, so coming into a situation with joy doesn't necessarily mean that you're like just chipper and unfazed. It mean, sometimes it means that, like, I would I would venture to say that the contrast, the opposite of joy, is maybe despair. Mm. And I think when we enter into circumstances that lead us to despair, I think that true joy is not giving into that despair, but but resting and leaning in on the promises. Yeah of of our future hope and that's what that's what gritty joy looks like yeah. is just like holding on to like it's gritty joy is is jesus going to the cross and enduring what he endured yeah not you know like <laughs> that was funny you guys whipped me again you know and like <laughs> laughing through it and making light of yeah, of, you can't, of yeah. his experiences yeah. it wasn't making light of no but it was enduring it with hope and didn't, and not giving into despair. I think yeah. you would no, think about so what he's going through. Yeah. And I, I, I said, you know, how do we find joy in the battle? You know, if mm. uh, when the feeling is fleeting, cause it is, yeah. you know, it's, it's fleeting. I, I, one, um, I think that when joy does come though, you know it. Yes. You know, it's through the pain, the dark nights of the soul in the storms, it exposes joy that we find in Christ, it settles our soul, yes. our minds, our hearts, and leads to a peace, a wholeness, a release and faith and trust in our God that loves us deeply mm. and wants, you know, that it will never leave us or abandon us, that his love is so full. And it's, but I think one thing, just kind of recapping a little bit, is it's so easy to find replacements for joy, these counterfeits to joy we're talking about. Um, and I think many of us only know the counterfeits. Yeah. On both ends of the spectrum, both the Las Vegas experience, the negative, yep. but also the negative of self-righteousness and religion. Yeah, totally. That is wearing the same mask of a counterfeit joy that needs to be removed in our lives. Because I think we both, all of us, if we're really honest, think and experience these counterfeits and that's then we just keep pursuing it. And that's why we go deeper and deeper and deeper in these addictions or in these mm-hmm. facades or ju- justify them or grow deeper in them because our roots are growing deeper in the wrong thing. Yeah. And and then when we find out, oh, it's not. And so uh, anyways, and so it moves us really further from joy with yeah. a capital J, like true joy, yes. not little J joy. <laughs> and so we know these addictions are escaping or ignorance in these places of despair where we run to mm-hmm. um, the whether it's pornography or fast food, hurry, addiction, dopamine, quick hits in these yeah. expectations that we think it's going to bring to us this release that really drives us further into slavery. Yes. And Christ is wanting to bring about that freedom through first our confession and repentance and bring about that new life as we continue to 
practice these mm. things through the grit, through the sweat, the tears, that when Jesus says, this is the right life to live, that you take up your cross and follow me, mm. that we do that despite or in spite um, all of our circumstances and things that are going around. And yeah. that's that, I love that word, that base note that follows that, that us through note. this thing. <laughs> and it's so true joy. You can't fake it. Joy is not replaced or replicated. Joy comes in the morning like that song yes. does. And so really the important part is what do we do throughout the night? I think, I think the promise of joy is what helps us get through the night. Amen. So, you know. so joy is the after. Joy is the after. Joy isn't <laughs> joy isn't the during. Joy is the hope of the after. And in the though, in the midst of it though, we can experience it because again, it's that it's base, a base note. Yeah, and it's, it's a base I, note. And they, it just kind of holds it down. Of course, Jesus is going to paint the best picture of what joy actually is in that childbirth. Yeah, and women can attest to it much more. But as I'm sitting there holding my wife's hand, and when she's dealing with the pain, she's squeezing it, and then when the pain is done, and there's this reprieve. Mm. You know, of like, I don't want to do this again, but I will because I look forward to this thing. And so what are those things in our lives? And we're going through our seasons and our ups and downs. So joy in itself is not the seed, right? It's no. just not. And that's, joy is the fruit. It's the fruit. And so we're not, again, pursuing. But this is, so I forget if it's the oak tree. Um, you may know. I, there's a tree that its seed will not germinate. Un- unless it reaches a certain temperature, mm. and that temperature is the temperature of fire. Oh wow! And and so um, you think about how destructive fire can can be. Uh-huh. But the seed itself will not initiate like its like its growth is initiated by the fire. By the fire. That's crazy. And it's kind of that same idea. Like our joy isn't. I think in terms of growing in joy and mm-hmm. in increasing in joy, yeah. it is less in learning how to have joy in the circumstances, yeah. and it is more in learning how to push through our circumstances yeah. in the pursuit of the joy that is before so us. Good. You know? and, and I think for me, just a very simple, practical way, I'll give you this example because this is this week, so here mm-hmm. I'm again doing the this week thing, but, <laughs> um, is that I'm supposed to be on vacation. Here yeah, I am working. <laughs> this isn't work. Actually, this is really fun for me. This is part of it. This is a release actually, for sure. Yeah. You know, and I, I, and our vacation because of COVID things have just, you know, it's, it's all up in the air. Yeah. And so I've really held everything and I've had to make the choice to hold it open handed. Yeah. And the choice that I've made in it, cause my expectation on vacation is X, uh-huh. right? It's super high. Like we're going to do these things, Pam and I can alone time, blah, blah, blah. The kids, we're going to make these adventures. We're going to do these memories and all these things. And I made the choice, like, you know what, all of that, because of our circumstances and where we're staying, just things are very different, mm-hmm. very different. Um, I, my intent, and this is, Lord, Lord, teach me, show me how you want me to grow, how you want me to hold fast to you in these moments. And then if I have these experiences where they are fun, that's amazing. And I'll hold fast to them. Kind of like what the Ecclesiastes says to do. It's yeah. like, when they're there, enjoy it. Yeah. When they're not, yeah. trust the Lord. You know, and yes. it, this, this is... The life. And so for me, and I, I, I'm going to close this way. And if you, you can say whatever else you want to say, but I have two things I want to say. Yes. Is rephrase this. Is joy is not something we pursue, but rather the byproduct of that pursuit. And the yes. P in that pursuit is capital P, as in like pursuing Jesus. pursuing Jesus. And so on the journey of pursuing Christ, and I love that word, 
it journey because that's what this is. Yes. This is a it's journey a process, pursuing Christ. Journey. It's an adventure. It's everything in between blood, sweat, and tears in the abiding. And we taught, read that in scripture, right? Through the pain, mm-hmm. the trials, and in the seeds of repentance and faith, mm. the spirit will produce joy that comes in the morning. Yes. So good. So good. Yeah. Um, I think from a Christian perspective, one of our highest or the highest goal of our lives is to bring glory to God. Mm. And um, we're talking about kind of joy as, as something gifted to us from God mm-hmm. through the Spirit, mm-hmm. that he manifests that. Mm. Um, but it's not just for the purpose of our stability. Mm. It's ultimately for the purpose of God's glory. Yeah. And uh, just a couple quotes here and then, and then a scripture to, to wrap up. Um, this was from, I've, like I said, I've been reading a lot of John Piper. Um, why I thought it was J.I. Packer, I have no idea. I don't so know. That's either. when I texted I like, you. You're like, I, why are you I texting wa- me this thing about J.I. Packer? I, I watched a couple of his videos. I was like, okay, J.I. Packer. Like, um, <laughs> like, but yeah, John Piper. I mean, yeah, yeah, reasonable, reasonable. Uh, no, not at all. But that's okay. I was like, wow, this. I'm a bad Christian. I'm not. I'm not really too in tune with this. And Tim thinks I am. Oh, <laughs> Look at me not bring it up. So. Um, but his, because his focus is so much on that idea of like seeing and savoring Jesus yeah. and like that, uh, you know, our pursuit of satisfaction is like, if, if we're honest about our desire for satisfaction, then we would want the greatest possible thing that can satisfy us. That's what we should be in pursuit of. Mm-hmm. And he has come to this conclusion that, like, that's Jesus. Mm. Like, that's the pursuit of Christ. And so God is glorified in our pursuit, in this, like, pursuit of being satisfied. Mm. And it's that we we fall short of that because we settle for things that are less than Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we settle for happiness when we could have joy. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and he says this, joy can be meek, merciful, pure and peaceable, but it glorifies God the most in suffering. Mm. Hardship does not make us self-centered, self-pitying and mean-spirited. Instead, the work or the world sees our joy and wonders what we are hoping in when ordinary props for hope have been knocked away. When the ordinary things that the world would hope in have been stripped from us, it still sees us in the pursuit in in when we have hardships it doesn't make hardships that don't make us self-centered or self-pitying or mean-spirited yeah because that's usually the response yep. instead when our response to hardship is to be meek and merciful and pure and peaceable yeah the world sees that and goes what is in you yeah that you that you would hold fast to to not justify acting the way that anyone else would act but but that there is a there is a grit there is a hope that you are holding on to beyond that yeah joy is not the absence of suffering 
It is in the hope, in the closeness with Jesus that suffering produces. And I'm going to finish with this verse. Um, it's 2 Corinthians 4. I'm just going to start in 7. I'm going to read this verse out, and then we'll just we'll, we'll say goodbye. But uh, Starting in verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God, not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Mm. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. And so like there's that like future hope that we're looking toward, for it is for also for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Mm. And this is the last bit that like I want to capture as we're looking at a joy that doesn't fade. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Mm. For this light momentary affliction. Wow, talk about like belittling <laughs> the experiences that we have in you, this world. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, and not to make light of the suffering that we experience, but when we look at it in the picture of eternity. Right. It is a light momentary affliction that is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison mm. as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. They're passing away. But the things that are unseen are eternal. Yeah. How, what a place to root joy that has grit Amen. and to follow forward in that. So listener, uh, viewer, whatever wherever you are i hope that this is encouraging to you as you are walking through this journey of life and um and seeking after i hope that this helps you kind of identify some things in your life where you go man i've been seeking happiness and i've i've settled for happiness that wavers when i could have joy that is unwavering mm-hmm. you know so um just a pleasure chatting with this i know this went a little bit longer than we usually plan to get these but yeah shoot. it's amazing so amen good. well thank you lord for that and um and uh, we'll see you guys we're gonna talk more about i think the uh, next week's about peace peace yeah which yep. we all need what is peace <laughs> man what does that look like and and not just the vibe? Yeah. 70s peace baby <laughs> but a true un deep a deep well of peace that just never ends yes. that is beyond our understanding and are beyond our able to explain it that's what the bible talks about so yep. all right until next all right. time god bless you and we'll see you guys